Hey, I'm Melies, the Story Collector, and this is The Courage 1000 Project, the show where we share personal stories of inner courage from all around the world to inspire you to find your own. In today's episode, we're talking with the beautiful Ingrid Bayer about her journey through corporate bullying to virtual strength. Now, before we move into it, just a little bit about Ingrid. So she started off on a fairly conventional career path and ended up in the administration and secretarial field in the corporate world. However, corporate bullying made her rethink her entire career path. It was through this experience and seeing others in similar situations that she realized that she needed to build a career that allowed herself and others like her to be there for the families and their loved ones. She saw the benefit in the VA career and lifestyle and now helps countless other women throughout Australia and the world to find this same career for themselves. It was this catalyst for setting up the VA Institute and which is now in its fourth year of operation and provides one-on-one training and support to women far and wide, allowing them to launch and drive a successful career as a VA. Now, Ingrid's mission is to inspire and instill self-confidence and passion back into the women she works with and to help those who step into the virtual assistant industry build a career based on the two principles of excellence and authenticity, both which she presents very, very well in this episode. And now on with the show. So the first question I always ask is why? Why do you want to share this particular story with everybody? Okay, so I guess for me, I have in the last, certainly in the last four years since I've been doing VA Institute, met and come into contact with a lot of people who have experienced similar stuff to what I've gone through, which is the workplace bullying. And it it actually makes me really sad to think that it's so prevalent out there because I wonder, you know, what's going on in the workplace. But, yeah, I want to bring some hope to people who are sitting or going through that situation because you can be so deep into it that you don't know there's a way out. And it's like this, you know, like a jumble. Um, you, You can't see the wood for the trees. And sometimes it just takes someone to shine a light on a doorway and help you to open it. It can be the difference, a really big difference. Oh, I love that. I love that because it is a very big thing. Mental health is a huge problem in society right now. And you do have to wonder how much of that is contributed to because of bullying in the workplace. Well, you know, it blindsides you. And especially when you come to a point in your career where you're very confident and then you get knocked down, and not only knocked down, you get held down. Well, in my instance, I was being held down. Yeah. Um, not, not, not physically, but, you know, emotionally. Yeah. Um, to experience that can be really debilitating because, you know, we then go into this whole thing about the victim, um, and we feel, well, it's also, you also feel responsible um, for what's happening to you without understanding what's going on. And it often takes somebody who's got some wisdom to help you understand that actually you don't need to put up with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a big thing. The more you stand up and stand in your power, people become intimidated by that. So they try and bring you down, which then comes out as bullying. Yes, that is exactly right. Um, 
you know, I, I look at the situation that I was in. Um, so, so where did it begin? Okay, so I was going to say, do you want me to start? Because so if I start at the beginning, it'll give you a really good understanding. So I have had a great career um, and I, we were Sydney-based and then when our children were young, like in their, well, my daughter was six and my son was four, we moved from Sydney to a regional town on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. Um, and that was just because we were so busy. Um, I had had a great career. I was doing mainly legal secretarial work, which I loved, and a lot of experience in the entertainment industry, which was very dynamic. Went through the 80s, which was really exciting. Um, loved everything about it and thought, great, I, you know, I've never been without a job. I'll find something. And my husband actually set up a photography studio, so I helped him run that as well. Um, when we landed in in our regional area, a little town called Tari, um, I was fortunate to get some work, which was great because there wasn't a lot of work around. Like I said, I've never been without a job. Very confident in what I did and what I love to do, which is admin. <laughs> um, and found myself um, eventually, after a few little bits and pieces of working in other little places, in a law firm, a rather large law firm in our town. And... Um, Quite coincidentally, was working in the personal injury sector, which makes me laugh now when I think about it. Um, the irony in it. <laughs> yeah, the irony, the irony, oh, the irony. Um, and I found myself in a situation where I had this, my boss, who was a, a lawyer in that area, um, really, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was finding that he was belittling me um, in front of others. Um, I was his PA, so it was really hard to work with somebody who was doing that to me on a daily basis. Um, I started to, like over a period of time, I started to experience physical symptoms and it was um, the anxiety, which I'd never, I didn't even know what it was. I thought that I was actually sick. I thought there was something actually wrong with me. I thought I had a heart condition. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, eventually he would do things in front of clients that would make me look like an idiot, well, I felt like an idiot. And then he would set me up with tasks that he knew I couldn't do and then he would haul me into his office and tell me what a silly person I was. Um, and, you know, it, 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 look, you know, there's such a lot of things. The worst part, I guess the turning point for me was when he actually threw something at me in the office. Whoa, and so it became physical. Yeah, and I was like, that, that's it. I don't think I need to be putting up with this stuff. But I still didn't understand. I thought that I was to blame. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, for a lot of us, you know, we don't even know where to turn and we feel very, very um, confused, I guess. So I, um, and during that whole time, I was actually getting more and more emotionally unstable. Now we had, we have two children. Um, our children were in their late teens at that point in time. Um, I also was in a position where I needed to be working. So this is a position that we find other people go through these situations where they're actually trapped, but yeah. they see no way out. And that was my particular situation. I had to work. There was no option for me. I had to stay in this job. Yeah. And so I was, I felt, I think that actually 
adds to your feelings of anxiety is that I don't know how to get out of this. Like you start to feel backed up against a wall, like physically backed up against the wall. And so you have, you deserve better and that you shouldn't be treated this way, but you can't see a way out. You got to put up with it. There's no way out. And the turn, and then after that particular incident, possibly during that time, I know it's all jumbled together. um, I started to, have really awful thoughts and they when I started to talk to my family thank god they're supportive I said you know what I'm starting to see that I'm thinking about how I can actually physically get out of the situation and leave (laughs) and that is that includes things like how do I how do I actually kill myself um which as soon as you identify it that's great because you're actually in a position where you're taking power over that it's not going to happen. I'd verbalised it to my family instead of internalising it. Um, and that that, of takes course, a lot of courage to do as well. Well, it does because it was a, it was a very raw, vulnerable point for me to, yes. to say, look, this is actually how, how my thoughts are going and um, I don't know what to do anymore. I actually do not know what to do. I remember sitting outside with my mum and just crying, like crying my heart out. And just going, what's wrong with me? Like, why is this not working? Why, why aren't I happy? Why am I feeling this way? So, um, I what I did then, and here's the other thing: some firms just don't know how to support people who are being bullied. Um, so this this particular firm had terrible policies around bullying. Um, I went to the person that I thought I could trust, which was the HR person in our organisation. And I said, under advice from the family, I said, is there a way you can move me away from this particular individual so I can be out of that situation? Um, And she, instead of um, supporting me and offering me options, she actually went to the perpetrator and told him what I had told her. And then I was called into a meeting with that person directly. So that was... I know. It's like thrown to the walls. I felt totally deserted. Um, I thought, how am I going to get out of this awful situation? Um, it, and so, it yeah. It has a lot of um, symptoms and similarities with domestic violence, really. It, it absolutely does. Absolutely does. And, oh. you know, I, I can actually, um, <laughs> yeah, I can totally resonate with anyone who's going through this situation just because I've been through it myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure people go through worse than I did. I, I look, I honestly, mine was probably mild in comparison to how other people have experienced situations like this. Um, but it doesn't I was, change what you went through. No, it doesn't change what I went through. Um, yeah. And again, see, I'm minimising it. See, I'm minimising it. And I did that all along. Um, so at that point, I was given stress leave, which I should have been anyway, and I went to... Um, a psychologist to actually get some support because I knew I had to talk to somebody and nothing was making sense anymore. The psychologist um, allowed me to explore, I guess, other options. So she encouraged me to look and to look for a way out. And she also said to me, it's not okay what you're going through. You don't need to be going through this stuff and you shouldn't be going through this stuff. So she, yeah, she encouraged me to, to look for other options and it was during that time that I started or well, I came across something that was going to give me 
give me my eventual solution. Um, during that time, and this is how bad the culture was in the workplace, um, other people who worked with me were called into this particular person's office to ask and asked, what can I do to make Ingrid's life better? And they said, well, you need to treat her a little bit better. And he said, and I quote, that's how I am. I won't change. Whoa. So, so there's no responsibility just, from him at all. No, not at all. How toxic and is that? That is, that's toxic workplaces and he's still working with that firm. And this is like, what, 13 years ago now? Um, also, I'll tell you something else. This guy lives on the corner of my street. <laughs> oh, no. So he's like being, physically close as well. Yeah. Being in a small country town, it was every time I drove past, and if anyone's been through workplace bullying, you'll understand this, my heart rate increased every time I drove down the end of my street. So I went, I used to go the other way, so I didn't actually have to drive past that particular house. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was my experience, and I truly did get to what I would say was like, if you, if you can compare the way I was feeling to a fetal position, I like sucking my thumb, rocking backwards and forwards on the floor. That's actually how I felt. Yeah. yeah. So how did you move past it? And Obviously, you're out now, yes, but how did I that know. transition work out? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I found an answer to what I've been looking for. So I started a search and many of you will start a search when you're in this position. When you're backed up against a wall, you'll start to look for options. Some people won't look for options. Some people will just kind of give into it and they'll just give up. And I was like, you know what? I can't give up. You know, I've got a family to support. I've got a husband who loves me. I need to actually do something and I need to be able to contribute to the household budget. And I don't want to end up in a mental hospital, which was kind of looking like where I was heading, um, to be honest, really. Thank God we got through that. And I got through it without medication too, let me tell you. Okay, well. that's strength. <laughs> yeah, so that I was determined not to go on medication because I was like, oh, my God, that would be the beginning of the end. I look, honestly, please, I understand people need to go on medication. This is me. This is not other people. Yeah. Um, and I totally respect that. If you need to go on medication, that's absolutely please do what the doctor says. But I was, I was able to actually avert that situation. So um, I, I looked around and knowing that I loved administration, um, I was looking for something that I could do from home. And I was fortunate because my husband and I had already set up a business. So I had that kind of, I knew that we could set, I knew I could do something, but I didn't actually know what that was. And back in 2008, virtual assisting was a whole new industry that was really hard to find. So, <laughs> I, but I actually stumbled upon someone who was a VA back then. And that was know, rare back then. Very rare because people didn't, the, the knowledge of what VAs did um, or the services that were provided was not very common. Yeah. Um, and so we'd ha I had to do a lot of searching and I finally found you know, what looks like it could be an option for me. And so I decided to sort of find out a little bit more and I was fortunate because I found somebody who was able to have to talk to me and was able to share stuff with me and encourage me and really encourage me and just tell me that, you know, it's okay, you can actually do this stuff and gave me permission to start yeah. a business of my own. So what I did 
was I developed it as a side hustle. So I I needed this thing if it was going to work because I still didn't know if it was going to work. I'd, I'd seen plenty of get-rich-quick schemes and that was not me. I needed this thing to to actually start to produce in order for me to have a bit of courage because I certainly couldn't go from the frying pan into the fire in terms of our financial situation. That would have just been too hard. Yeah. Um, so I developed it as a side hustle. Now I was fortunate too because my kids were a bit older um, and I was able to put a little bit more time into it that maybe other people can. So I worked evenings and weekends to start to build this little business of mine. Given the fact that I was in a small country town, um, I actually didn't want to circulate or work in the local community. You know, yep. that would have been way too hard for me because the organisation that I worked for pretty much, well, I wouldn't say owned the town, but they had a lot of their fingers in a lot of pies locally. So and that's what happens in small towns. There's usually one company or business that has connections everywhere and a founding yep. member of the town. And yeah, <laughs> I completely get it. <laughs> yeah. So that was, you know, for me, it had to be work out of the area. Yeah. Um, so I was really fortunate and, you know, I was able to actually, through connections and through this particular mentor that I had, join a network that was able to give me some job leads and I started and honestly, I did anything. <laughs> like, I mean, anything just to prove to myself that this would work for me. Yeah. So within three months, three months was all it took me, I was in a position where I had reached the goal. So I'd set myself a goal of um, being able to earn enough money to cover the mortgage, which wasn't a huge thing because I'm in a country town, okay? I'm not in the city. But it, it, for me, that was like, okay, I could step off, I could step out, I could feel comfortable enough because I know that we wouldn't lose our house if, yeah. I, if I lost my work so um like within three months that happened and that was pretty quick actually congratulations that's very quick yeah yeah so 2008 2009 i i gave my notice to my workplace whoa that was the best day of my life i was gonna say how did that feel (laughs) (laughs) it was like the biggest liberation yay me moment um nobody else could understand how this was all going to work. They thought I was a bit silly. Um, and I was told by the perpetrator at work that um, I would make a really good receptionist. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to prove you so wrong. I'm not I'm not a receptionist. Well, you know, I can answer phones. Don't get me yep. wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But I have higher aspirations and higher dreams and I'm going to do fantastic and I'm going to replace my income and then some. I actually didn't know what was possible, it. but I was going to go for it. I love so, that he brought that determination up in you. That's beautiful. So for people who are in that situation, you'll know. Like this actually became my rocket fuel. This was like I'm going to succeed and there's no, actually, fail, you know, we say failure is not an option. Failure was not an option. It was off the table. There was nothing that was going to make me fail. It was all about succeeding and going up. Yeah, and um, so you know, from that point, your way to give him the middle finger as such, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much, pretty much. 
Um, and from that point on, when I was able to devote 100% to building my little business, wow, you know, things started to happen pretty quickly. So I was very proactive. Um, I, I would send out my profile to anyone who looked like they could be in a position where they could use my services. Yeah. Um, and pretty quickly, you know, I started to, I got to the point where I was at full time, full capacity. Um, and in full capacity, that was me generating more than double what I was earning in my full time role. Congratulations. That was like, woo, double woo. And then <laughs> <laughs> I would, I remember, you know, going downtown and bumping into people that I used to work with, you know, in that early period. And they'd say, are you still doing that thing? And I, I would always say quite happily, yeah, I'm doing that thing. And actually that thing is allowing me to achieve double what I used to earn. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, wow. You know, oh, wow, that's amazing. Not um, such a little thing anymore. little <laughs> thing. So, you know, it really was, um, and, and I guess for the first couple of years, I, I had to build my confidence up because that had definitely hit rock bottom. I didn't, I needed to prove to myself that I could be good again. You know, I, I actually had that within me. And thank God, you know, those foundational skills, that stuff that I went to college to, to learn. And remember, I came through in the 80s. Um, so that stuff that I learned at college, that was the foundation. And, you know, a lot of us have had some sort of formative training in the area that, of our expertise, that's great. You know, that's all you need. You need to draw on that stuff and you need to then develop it and be confident in it and, and regain confidence, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, to, you, you alone, and I started to see that I had, like, I could do what I wanted to do um, and it came back to me being proactive and I certainly didn't sit in my little office and go, well, come at me, work, because, you know, here I am. It didn't happen like that. I pushed and pushed and pushed. And um, I, I made opportunities happen, which is what you have to do when you're growing a business. Um, and, yeah, that did me really well. And then, you know, it started to settle down and I got into a really nice rhythm. I had some long-standing, long-term clients, which some I still have to this very day. Um, and yeah, it was, it was amazing. It really was a whole change in my life. And I remember, you know, the friends that we had around us, I remember telling them during those early days of growth, which it was when you're building a business, growth is really easy to track. You can see how quickly you grow. And I remember telling them like each week we'd meet up and I go, oh, you know, this, this month I've done X dollars turnover because I was always very excited. Um, and not probably not everyone doesn't say that sort of stuff, but I'd, I'd be like, oh, I've done X dollars turnover, and then they go, Oh, wow, that's fantastic. And then the next month, where we be together, I go, Guess what? I've just done my figures and I've done this much turnover. And you know, it was it was so exciting. And I started from that point on to grow confidence in, in what I was doing, which has kind of led me down this little convoluted pathway to where I am now. <laughs> And what are you doing now? How does it all look now? So um, I really saw through my experience and my journey that there were many Ingrids out there. There were many people just like me. Yeah. Um, 
sadly, you know, that is a sad thing to think that there's many people who have experienced what I experienced. And like I said, some of it much worse than what I've experienced. Yeah. Um, and I saw this as a way to empower women who needed to earn an income, earn a living, um, but wanted choice in their life rather than feeling locked in. Yeah. Um, I could see, and, and having the business background that I had, I personally felt empowered to show people how to do this stuff themselves. Yeah. Um, so early, um, probably five years in, I started to think, well, you know, I could actually show people how to do this. But it wasn't until I met a really inspirational woman myself who helped me turn that idea and that vision and that dream into reality. So, again, a mentor came along. Somebody actually appeared in my life. Um, and I took it, uh, you know, I took what she gave me and I ran with it and I was so yeah. grateful. So often, you know, you'll see people out there will see people and they'll go, oh, my gosh, you know, do I dare? Yes, dare, you know, dare. Because for me there, there, was, there was a little bit of risk, but, wow, what I would gain as a result was going to be amazing. So what, I, what has happened as a result is I've met this amazing woman, Katrina Friel, and I think you know Katrina. Yes, she's um, an amazing woman. <laughs> It is amazing and she helped me to see my vision of helping other women, generally women, really we don't have many men in our industry, so women get set up in their own business as a virtual assistant. And so what I've done is I've been able to write a couple of books um, and I've been able to really put my, I guess it's my philosophy um, and my ideas and my experience and my background around setting up businesses and also how to run a really successful VA business because that's what I was um, running. Um, you know, certainly after the first few years, I had something very successful. Yeah. Um, and helping people realise that dream. And so I've taken it a step further. People come in to the VA Institute. We take them and help them to to really um, understand and unpack what their skills are. We want them to, to operate in their area of excellence. We don't want them to feel out of their depth. We want them to feel confident and get that confidence back. Yeah. We help them with everything they need. We help them understand how the industry works. We set their website up. We set their email account up. We do a logo if we have to. We give them templates. We direct them, we encourage them, we provide ongoing support and they're launched in their VA business. Um, and that is just like watching and, and hearing these stories of people who've gone through similar stuff to me, um, it makes my heart so glad that I can help them and help them change their lives but also change who they are in their families and help them and give them back to their families actually give them that work-life balance if you want to call it that yeah that they so desperately crave plus the choices and then the happiness the actual happiness that comes with all that stuff so, yeah yeah and you're also giving them a huge hit of confidence and helping them find that yeah. strength in themselves again yeah. like that's such a I noble think. thing to do well Look, I think I have to. You know, I don't see any other course of action for me to take because, um, you know, yeah, I've learned so much and if, if I, I need to see a silver lining out of that cloud and for me to be able to then give back to the people who need it the most, 
And, you know, it's so wrong that we've got this culture that's allowed to exist. You know, I, yeah. I think it's so wrong. But let's change what we can change. I mean, that culture, obviously, we struggle and we fight against it. It's not changing. I can't change it. Yeah. Um, but how we can change our actions as to we how can. we respond to it, yes. Exactly. So, yes, we're being reactive, but we're being proactive. Um, we're, we're actually able to influence what we can do and how we respond in this situation. And I think that is so much power. And when people appreciate that, I'm, I'm a firm advocate in... That, you know, and I don't want to sound woo-woo about it, but I'm a firm believer that if we want to achieve something, well, we need, we can do it. We, yes. we can do whatever we set our heart and minds to. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it just takes setting some goals down, writing a bit of a plan um, and, and setting the steps up about how we're going to achieve that. And if you need to get a mentor to help you understand how you move towards that final goal, great, do it. Yep. Because, you know, they will be able to help you unpack all that stuff, which is what I've essentially done is I've, I've used mentors all the way along and it's been amazing. It's been amazing and I would never be without a mentor as a result. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So through this whole journey, where do you think you were the most courageous? Because I love uh, hearing this because it's never where we think it is. <laughs> no, well... Um, look, to be honest, every single day takes courage. Um, I think, hmm, it, courage, courage, uh, courage is different at different stages of your journey. So for me, courage in the beginning was actually reinventing myself and believing in myself. Yeah. I didn't have that. And I had to, I had to find that somewhere because, I was at the bottom of the barrel and there was nothing there. So I grabbed the courage there. Um, and even, you know, through my journey, it's the courage to know that, hey, I'm actually doing this. I can keep doing this. Um, it's okay to be me. And then even now as I'm leading and helping people discover their own, you know, their own businesses, their own confidence, um, it's the courage to keep going because honestly, Every day there's a new challenge that we have to face. And, you know, especially right now, like right now today, we're going through this whole drama about the COVID-19, okay? So I see out there people reacting, okay? People are reacting and they actually don't have control. Like they actually, they're reacting to a situation that they have no control over. So courage to me today is actually doing stuff that I have control over, like formulating a plan around what I can do in my situation to change the way things are for me. That will be things like not watching the news 24-7. Yeah. Things like having the sense of mind to actually go and focus on something that's going to give me joy and it's going to build me up and not to buy into the panic that's going on out there. Yeah. Um, and so that takes a certain level of courage to actually step above that as well. So that's a hard <laughs> the answer to that question. <laughs> the answer to that question is I think courage, courage is there every single day to get up and get on and do what you need to do. As a business owner, I think we need to be courageous every single day. 
because we don't know what the future is going to bring. And there's always a level of uncertainty as a small business owner. So, you know, we need to be pretty courageous to drive a business for sure. I love it. I love it. And you answered my final question in that as well, which is what is courage, which you've explained perfectly. <laughs> oh, I hope I did because I wasn't quite sure. I mean, you know, I think that's a transient thing. I think we do change. But yeah, like I say, I was thinking today as I was kind of getting prepared to talk with you about, you know, again, about this whole situation that we find ourselves in in the world today. Yeah. And yes, it is what concerns me is that you know, I do see people around me who are reacting um, and yet what can they do? You know, they're reacting to something that they actually have no control over. Yeah. Okay, so take stock. Think about where you are right now today. What can you do to make your life better? Yeah. If it's spending time, if you're, if you're in self-isolation, for example, what can you do? You can spend time retraining yourself. You can do something to actually enhance your situation right now today and you can take control of a situation that you otherwise would lose control over yeah and so, for those you know, who've lost their jobs or uh, have found themselves with out of work for a while perfect yeah. opportunity to start something new figure out how to build a business around the life you want rather than yeah. being enslaved to the corporation as such <laughs> well you know i think ultimately um you know if it hasn't already the way we work is going to change. Yes. You know, it really will change. And, and in my, gosh, since I started working many, many years ago, how many changes have we come through in um, our journey as business owners? Yeah. Um, I've, <laughs> I'm an old, I'm old, <laughs> older maybe. Um, I feel really old sometimes when I start talking about this stuff. But, you know, we, when I started work, I had a manual typewriter. Yep. So, you know, I've come through all that stuff and now we're at this point and I can see now that we have to, we have to adapt and change and, you know, we have to, you know, I guess be open to learning, open to looking at things slightly differently and embracing what's going to happen because now we are so connected um, the way we do business doesn't have to be in that traditional bricks and mortar um, setup that we're so used to. So yeah. look out there and see what's happening out there and embrace it because there's so much we can do. And I'm excited about the future. I think that, you know, we're going to see some amazing stuff happen. I don't even know what that's going to be because I know every day I'll find something new that I didn't know yesterday. <laughs> so hang on and enjoy the ride because it can be fantastic if you let it, if you yeah. let it be fantastic. And if your mindset says, okay, I'm going to embrace this stuff and what can I do and what can I make of this thing and, you know, be open to the investigation of it all. So, yeah. I like it. And it is giving us a chance to claim back our power in the traditional sense of business like you experienced. Yeah. It was not working for you. But now as a VA, if that situation arises again, you can say, no, I refuse to work with you. You are not treating me kindly. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. People don't get it. You actually have permission to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and Do you that, think that was the greatest lesson for you through the whole oh, thing? Totally. Like, I, I, and, I, and it was funny because there was another lesson that I learned too. My husband said to me... Um, I remember saying, oh, I'm so busy. I don't know. Like, 
I just want to go and have a fun day. And he said, well, go and have a fun day. And I said, what? And he said, it's your business. Go and have a fun day. Have a long lunch. Do what you want to do. And I went, oh, my God, actually, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> if like I can't I do this. <laughs> and it was from that point on I went, okay, I'm going to factor some time in for me and I'm going to do what I feel comfortable doing and drive a business, of course. You know, there's an element of you having to definitely put in the hard yards. Um, but I promise you that if you put in and if you really, really focus on building something, and, and, and have your vision and your mission really firmly established. Um, you know, my mission is based on building businesses founded on excellence and sustainability. So if I'm presented with something that doesn't quite fit my mission statement, then I'll be thinking, well, you know, why am I even entertaining this idea? Yeah. And so part of that, of course, is letting people know that they can say no and that they can actually set up a career that fits with their lifestyle. Um, so, you know, it, it's a, it's a great joy to me every day to be working with people and watching the penny drop when they actually realize what they have in their hands. Um, and when they understand that, wow, they can build amazing businesses. Yeah. They're not looking to me to do it for them. They've got the tools in their hands. They can just go out there and be themselves and talk to people and spread the excitement. Because honestly, when I was full time, I had three key clients. So as a virtual assistant, providing administrative support, granted people do other things as VAs. They might be bookkeepers, they might be social media managers, all, all sorts of different careers fall into this area of virtual assisting. Yeah. Um, when I was at full-time capacity, I had three key clients and a few little ones that kind of skirted around the periphery. Um, and, and that was it. Like, I didn't have to come to the world to do this. I so, love that. So really, your whole business then is giving people the courage to use what they've got and create a business around themselves. They've got the skills. They just need a little bit of direction and pointing, you know, out there and going, go for it. I'm, I'm here. I'm backing you. I'm supporting you. I'm, I'm cheering for you. Go for it. I love yeah. it. I love it. And really, the first step for them then is to find that courage to go for it. Yes, to find the courage but also to understand that there are many people out there just like them who are forging a career as well. So, yeah, they're not alone. And when you realise, that's the other thing, I guess, you can feel very isolated when you don't feel like other people understand you. But when you come together in a community like we have, and I have to say the VA community is so collaborative, it actually amazed me from the get-go, but it's still very, very collaborative, even though we're all I guess competitors you would have to say but we support each other and when you find that there's people out there who totally get who you are you don't feel so alone yeah. and that's an amazing an amazing thing and I think that's yeah. the biggest shift that we're seeing in business is that there's no such thing as competition anymore no. We're, no. we're much more aware that we can have the same client base we can still work together because all of us are serving them in some way, shape or form. And I think that's the big change. It is. It's a huge change. And, you know, it comes down to, of course, having your, the outcomes, you know, if you're focused on excellence and delivering excellence, then having 
that mark of excellence um, as really important for what your client experiences. So that client experience, that user experience is critical in delivering excellence. And I know I'm only happy if my clients are happy. And I know I'm only happy if I see VAs who are, have come through VA Institute achieving, like absolutely achieving and being able to kick those goals. And if they're not, great, put your hand up because I'm here, I'm supporting you and let's jump on a call and we'll have a session together and we'll strategize again because I want you to win and I'm in your corner. So how can people get in contact with you? It seems like the perfect segue there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, go visit our website, which is bainstitute.com.au. Yep. Um, you'll see lots of great testimonials from people who've come through the program. You'll see some great um, program delivery options that we have available. We try and meet everyone's need because we recognise some people aren't going to be able to you know, make a scheduled appointment in terms of, you know, workshops. So we give them the opportunity to work um, at their own pace yeah. or we've set up small group sessions and in this current community and, and culture that we're experiencing, um, we're doing online Zoom sessions with people. Um, we also, in better times, will have face-to-face -face meetings. But, you know, right now things are a little bit dicey in that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we do try and offer lots of different options to help people learn at um, in the way that they learn best. So I'm very much Beautiful. for people learning in the best way possible. And, you know, we also recognise that people who are starting a business don't always have cash ready to spend. So for that reason, we give fantastic... Oh, look, I, I'm all for payment plan options. We make it really easy for you to get started. Um, so we do all that as well. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So if anybody's experiencing workplace bullying, you're the person to go to because you're going to show them the door out. <laughs> yes, I'm going to shine the light on the door and show them the handle and even turn it for you if you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Such a good analogy. <laughs> Do you feel you are destined to make an impact in this world but are struggling to find the courage to share your story? jump over to mellies.com.au for free training presentations and videos or simply stay tuned for the next episode of the Courage 1000 Project.